last week's episode, I shared my top takeaways, lessons, experiences, and moments to remember from this year that is coming to an end. I also shared my vision for the coming year, and with it, I shared the journaling prompts that I used for the ritual so that you can connect to your own reflections, get truly present in your heart, and create an intentional vision for the year to come. As I was reviewing that episode right before I published it, I realized that I didn't share much about business, even though this podcast has traditionally been very much so about entrepreneurship and many other topics surrounding it. And as I tuned into why it is that I left out most of my business lessons from that episode, I realized is because right now I'm in this place of so much uncertainty in my business, intentionally created. I knew that working with my mentor, Michelle, for the past six months would be a huge process of unlearning old ways, old paradigm approaches to business and creating a totally new foundation for how I show up in the world and in my business. And the process has been quite successful at dismantling my old ways of being, my limited ways of being. And so now I'm in this big void, in this big unknown. And part of me thought, well, who am I to speak to this? Who am I to share about my lessons when I'm not fully arrived? And yet there was this voice deep within me that told me to go right into the uncertainty, right into the unknown and share my process. We're in this together, and I know that those of you who are meant to hear this, who perhaps are going through similar journeys, or in some ways your journey mirrors my own, will find this, and will perhaps connect to a deeper sense of belonging and being at home in your own experience, knowing that we are in such an interesting place in the world, a place where we've never been before and each one of us has such a unique frequency to bring and a unique role to play and my intention for this episode is that you drop deeper into your own frequency that you are here to embody in this human experience. I trust that uncertainty and discomfort comes to the surface because it's ready to transform and when we find the courage to speak it, to share it and be witnessed in it, It contributes not just to our path, but to the collective. I am so excited to share with you that my number one podcasting tool since day one of this podcast, Zencaster, has become a new sponsor to the show. Check out the discount link in show notes and stay tuned for why I love using Zen for the podcast. Before we dive into the 11 lessons that I am called to share with you, I also wanted to speak a little bit to the general themes that have come up in this past 12 months or so. The first one has been this huge shift from achievement, which is how I probably would have approached reviewing my year before this one. I would have told you, you know, I grew my TikTok to this, I grew my YouTube to this, this is how much revenue I've brought in my business. And yes, a year before, I would have spoken to some deeper moment of connection and integrated experience, but this year something is just different. It's this huge shift from external achievements into internal sense of home, peace, and belonging, and that is one of the biggest 
themes that I've noticed. The other one is to not run away from discomfort or pain, whether that's emotional, physical, mental, or energetic pain, but allowing myself to go into it and ask it, what are you here to teach me? Another massive theme has been giving over my business to source and creating not from known outcomes, but from infinite possibility. It's this visual of connecting to the divine pantry of everything, as my mentor Michelle has told me once and it has stuck with me. It's this knowing that in the energy realm, we have access to it all at once. So what are you going to choose to give your energy to? What are you intentionally going to bring forth into the earth realm and create? Bringing play into the human experience and knowing how powerful of a creator that you are. And the final overarching theme has been trusting divine timing. Leaving behind the idea of being behind and trusting that soul doesn't rush. The power and the beauty is in pausing to allow the full vision to come through. And in my example, one of the whispers that I heard is to move to Austin, yet I haven't heard the action whisper yet. One telling me, you know, pack up your bags and go. I just know that this is the next step and cultivating divine timing and knowing when to move has been a huge teacher for me. Those were the big themes holding the lessons that I'm about to share with you. And here's lesson number one. Connecting to the why before any and every business decision I make. When we take the time to tune into our intention behind our actions, it really gives us a deeper perspective into what's motivating us and what we are weaving into the tapestry of what we're creating in the world. For example, a few times when I paused before responding to an email or starting a project or launching something, there would be this energy of guilt or energy of fear. And what I've been learning to do is to pause, to drop into my heart, see where my intentions are rooted, and if it's guilt or fear that there won't be another more aligned deal, truly aligned deal that will come through, or perhaps it's not trusting that things can work out with ease and with grace, I do two things. Either I don't move ahead on that opportunity at all, or if I can clear my own energy and go deep and discover and track where my emotion, my fear in this example is rooted and trace it and look at it and transform it, that changes everything. Now, how do you know what your intention is rooted in? Oftentimes, when we start asking the questions, what if or how, we are typically thinking from scarcity, from limitation or fear. When we cultivate trusting our guidance that we're receiving at all times, we also are called to cultivate trust in being guided in every step of the way. Even if you have no idea how to make a certain business idea happen, how to start a podcast, how to start a YouTube channel. There's so many little steps to figure out along the way in many projects. And it takes 
trusting your vision and knowing that you will figure out each step, trusting that your brain can be in service of the heart and it's on the heart to hold that frequency. Well, it's on us to make the choice because the heart is always there holding the highest frequency and it's on us to make that choice in every single moment because ultimately it's not about what we do, it's not about how your business is expressed in the world, but it's about how you show up in each moment. What quality of energy do you bring? What is your intention? How deep is your presence? And how connected you are to your heart? Something that I also have learned from my mentor, Michelle, is making sure that whenever I reach out to someone, I am coming from a place of creating something beautiful, from a place of play, from adding value, and from following what I know is meant to come through me instead of, for example, getting someone on my podcast to get them to promote it on their Instagram and get a certain amount of downloads. There's this get energy behind it that typically is not rooted in our highest good, not rooted fully in our heart. So I had an example where I reached out to a pretty known healer to be a guest on my podcast. And as soon as I sent that message, I knew there was some of that get energy of attachment to them saying yes, attachment to it going a certain way, and just general need. This, you know, needy energy of how badly I wanted them to be on my podcast and how awesome it will be. And, you know, of course, there's this deeper, beautiful intention of me creating a powerful podcast with a line guest and creating awesome content, but within that was weaved this get energy. And even though I had already sent that message, I remember Michelle invited me to clear that energy out, imagining this stream of light going from my heart to their heart, clearing out any of my attachment to it and holding this intention of creating an elevating experience for everyone involved. So remembering that even if the message has already been sent, we can transmute time and space and we can reach beyond that. And on another hand, if I get an email from a potential business partner with an opportunity, I'm not feeling a full alignment. Something just doesn't feel fully clean in that invitation. I like to bring the question why into the tapestry of our conversation to provide this rich soil for them to connect to what they're creating, why there's alignment, and what we can create from the place of anything is possible. And another example of clearing out my why and recalibrating the energy behind a project that I'm birthing into the world is when I partnered up with someone to run and take my affiliate business through breakfastcriminals.com content to the next level, at some point there was this uncertainty and feeling not clear that I'm actually doing something that is meant to be brought into the world through me, feeling uncertain that this is the expression of my highest truth and my highest alignment. And what I was brought to is that in that case, all there was needed was a recalibration on the back end, knowing that I'm not just pumping out content to create conversions and make money when people click the links and buy products, but because of how intentional I have been from the very beginning about the products I promote 
And because of the love that I've put into the website from the beginning and, and until now, I can see myself and I choose to see myself as this connector between people and brand. So that when someone is searching the best ceremonial cacao to buy online or the best high integrity, delicious coffee alternatives, instead of ending up on some thoughtless listicle, they can actually end up on a piece of content that was made with intention where every product was personally tested by me and there's love and care that has gone into each recommendation, into each photograph, and all of the copy that goes on the site. Back to this idea that sometimes it's not about what exactly you're doing, but how you're doing it. Seeing every single creative or business opportunity as a possibility and an invitation to spread love and thoughtfulness and kindness into the world. I remember when I first started my podcast, it seemed like solving a tech puzzle, but I've been using Zencaster since day one, and it's made it so easy. It provides crystal clear sound and gorgeous HD video. What I love about it is that it records separate audio and video tracks for me and my guests, so the editing process is a lot more customized. Plus, there's secured cloud backup, so I've never lost an episode. It's super easy to use, there's nothing to download. My guests just have to click the link and we start recording. I am a huge fan of Zencaster and I haven't even tried the red extra functions yet, like post-production and transcriptions. Go to Zencaster.com forward slash pricing and enter promo code Xenia to get 30% off your first three months with pro account or try it for free with a hobbyist account. That is Z-N-C-A-S-T-R.com forward slash pricing, promo code Xenia, K-S-E-N-I-A, or click the link in the show notes. It's time to share your story. Lesson number two, not making decisions from the place of this could make money, but instead making them from what is truly meant to be. When we don't focus primarily on money as our number one goal with our business and creative ventures in the world, we create the space to stand in peace and freedom and allow possibilities to unfold from there. One of my examples has been in this past year, I had the opportunity to explore selling my business, The Heart Bowls, and At first, I pursued it, I listed it on the site, there was some interest in it, and then the more I tuned into that possibility, the more I realized that for me, packing up those bowls, sending them out, channeling custom notes for each order and putting them in each bowl with care and love actually is one of my very favorite things to do. And even though this part of my business is probably the least profitable one from anything else I do. There's just so much beauty that I get to spread and love that I get to bring through into the world by sending those bowls to people. Oftentimes people buy them to their friends and loved ones as gifts. And it's just such a beautiful contribution and a way to connect with other humans. So what I realized that for now, it's my way to send out blessings 
and money is not the primary intention for the Heartful project just yet. And what I was invited into is to, instead of thinking that I need to make this decision on my own and strategize and come up with answers, I could ask the spirit, the, the being that is the Heartballs, what they would like to do next. Because I'm the steward of this thing that came through me and I'm not here to impose my own will or do it for a quick profit. It's this co-creation. So since then, I've really been enjoying packing those heart bowls more than ever. And it's become this playful ritual that I get to do every week when I pack up those bowls. So that was the simple switch of how can I make money? Let me sell this because it could make, you know, whatever XYZ dollars. But instead, what is meant to happen here and what am I meant to create? What am I meant to bring into the world through this project right now? This is a newer practice that I have been cultivating and this is lesson number three, diving into understanding business as its own energetic entity. Knowing that I am not the master of it, it's not the master of me, but we're co-creators and Some of the episodes that spoke really beautifully to this is episode 145 with Michelle Sinet, who is the founder of Legacy Cacao, and episode 161 with Lopa Vandermersch, who is the founder of Rasa. When we start approaching creative projects and businesses as energetic beings that we can have fun with, that we can co-create with, there's something that just shifts. We don't feel anymore like it's all on our shoulders and we have to figure it out, but it somehow, in my experience, creates more space to listen to source, to be present to the next steps, to be present to guidance instead of pushing and pushing and, and hustling, truly. Lesson number four has been shifting my goals and priorities from tangible, measurable achievements in the realm of success to an internal state of peace. I used to get so seduced by and distracted by shiny promises like make seven figures or have five-figure months or get millions of views on YouTube or TikTok videos. And now it's a lot more oriented toward the place from which I approach everything that I do. It's a total reprogramming from chasing external metrics to co-creating with source and trusting the journey, being present in it, and trusting that the step I'm in right now is just as important as any other one. The destination is only as enjoyable as the presence we can find in each and every moment of the journey. Trusting the void, baby, even though it's super uncomfortable at times. This shift from the external to the internal leads me to lesson number five, cultivating an immense amount of surrender and trust, saying yes to what I know I'm meant to bring into this world without having the assurances that it will be successful. Anything truly expansive has more unknowns than knowns, and being in this unknown, being in this void, has been a daily exercise, this daily practice of surrendering moment by moment to listening, to being guided, and to sometimes taking a pause if that's what's most helpful 
to my being to recharge, reset, and to hold space for the highest possibility that could possibly unfold. Lesson number six has to do with a whole new approach to my offerings to courses and online programs. I've learned about the power of being present with what is instead of having a rigid curriculum. There's something really powerful that arises in the space, whether it's in person or virtual, when we show up from full presence and with the intention to listen and be a vessel for what's meant to come through. My job is to show up with clear energy every time and hold the space for experience to unfold instead of attempting to control it. For example, in the masterminds that I guided in the beginning of the year, there was constant medicine pouring through from one participant to the other, and including myself, and I could not have planned for it. Michelle described it as holding space for a vertical experience, this multidimensional experience where there's so many different dimensions and energies at play versus trying to create a horizontal experience that is this linear journey from A to Z. So it's this trusting the non-linearity, the verticality, the multidimensionality of your experience and trusting that each piece of the puzzle fits in just perfectly when we allow ourselves to be taken on this ride, to be taken by this wave and be in the deep and the unknown ocean. In it, I've been learning to trust that my value is not in knowing the strategies, but in the quality of being, in the quality of presence that I bring when I hold space. That leads me to lesson number seven, detaching my worth from doing, from productivity, from achievements, and remembering the key to all possibilities is in the being. Even when I'm not producing anything, when I'm taking time off, I'm creating space, and that is just as valuable as things that other people can see. With it, I'm also learning to trust my divine worth. I have had offers that came through for me to promote brands on my social media that were quite low, or for podcast sponsorships. And for a moment, I would think, I'll take it because this is how I make money. I'll take it to you know, get in the flow. If I say yes to this, perhaps there's more opportunities that will arise. But I ended up turning them down. Anything that was not in the highest alignment, anything that felt like a low ball, like compromising my integrity. Because what I'm choosing to do is to trust that there are brands that see the fullness of the value I bring beyond the number of people who see my content. And those brands indeed did show up when I allowed myself to hold the space for it. It's this moving my faith from self that I can figure it all out, from my strategic self, from my marketing self, to having faith in source to guide me, to hold me, and to provide me opportunities for the highest growth in every situation. Lesson number eight, allowing myself to step away from creating on social media when I am not energized by it, when I'm not called to it, and when deep inside I just know that this is not the best use of my time and energy. This past summer and fall, I took a long break from posting on Instagram, and the space that was created is one of the seeds that was planted 
for my integration of all of my different social media accounts, for the podcast name change, and for this massive integration that I've been going through that I've spoken to on the podcast. There's a couple of episodes that speak to this really beautifully. One of them is 165 with Alison Charles. It's all about trusting the sacred pause. And episode 158 with the musician Mose, who really inspired me because he takes consistent creative retreats where he unplugs from the external source and plugs into the mystical source to create the music that he is meant to bring into the world. Lesson number nine, a successful, fulfilling, radiant business is not going to come from you copying someone else's blueprint, but it's a moment by moment surrender and co-creation with source. It's choosing to move beyond what's possible, beyond what's normal, beyond what's fair, and beyond what's been done before, and moving into infinite possibilities. The more I have moved away from following someone else's business formulas and marketing strategies, the more space has opened up for me to be open to all of the possibilities and opportunities that arise when I'm not set on money and opportunities coming in in certain ways. And it's been such a scary and fascinating and expansive process. Some episodes that speak really beautifully to this are 157 with Monica Carota, 145 with Michelle Sine, and 153 with Marin Altman, where she speaks about following your internal compass and how she did it while building her astrology business through her online presence. Lesson number 10, cultivating sovereignty. There's several aspects to this lesson that I want to bring forth. As Michelle once told me, when we are in a womb, our only job is to be. And when we come out, we start making other things, people, opportunities, businesses, our source. And to me, sovereignty has been pulling back into my nature, pulling back into my truth and knowing that my worth is deep within me choosing to show up in the world from a place of wholeness, to trust that I'm guided, and to speak from my truth. Even if some people are going to be super unhappy about it or not resonant with it, that's none of my business. So the aspects that I want to bring forth, the first one is knowing that something might not be my flavor, my style, and I might not like it, whether that's how someone else does business or their products, their email newsletters, or how they make Instagram reels. And that doesn't mean it's an invitation for judgment. There's beauty and there's empowerment in being discerning without needing to go into judgment to validate yourself. Number two is being present to my intention behind consuming other people's content and being courageous enough to discern whether I'm looking at someone's content to truly be connected and inspired or maybe I just heard a whisper and I'm meant to read something that's going to awaken something within me 
Or am I looking at other people's Instagram because I'm looking for self-validation? This has been a huge, huge, huge lesson that's made me pull back on a lot of my content consumption. So I really invite you to observe and witness this as you spend time online yourself. Are you going to someone's profile or podcast or TikTok or YouTube just to confirm something within you because you don't fully believe it within yourself? Or is there something that spoke to you that you know you're meant to be connected with and spark something within that connection? All right, lesson number 11. My birthday's August 11th, so this feels extra special. This is not directly a business lesson, but it really applies to business as well as all other areas of life. And I've been thinking about it all week and I've been called to share it on the podcast because it really is such a game changer. It has to do with the area of communication and it's something that I also learned from my mentor, Michelle Sine. You can tell from this episode how awesome it is to have a mentor. It feels so special to be held by someone in my highest good and allow me to be on my own path and supported within it with reflections of someone who is not involved directly in my journey, but who can help me reconnect with my higher self over and over. It's been such a gift to be mentored by Michelle. Anyway, so this is it. This blew my mind when she told me this, but since then I really embraced living like this because it's really aligned with my true nature. When it comes to DMs, comments, emails, I only do what I hear from source. That means my life is not guided by responding to people when they think I should be responding or they might expect me to respond. But instead, it's this tuning into the energy. Am I meant to open this email? Yes or no? Am I meant to just delete it? Am I meant to respond to this text message right now? Can I do it from a full presence and from full heart? And I know it sounds pretty radical, maybe even a little bit offensive, because it goes against all business code, against all niceties. And I know that for me, letting go of this idea of having to be nice and please everyone has been a huge lesson throughout my whole life. And learning to trust source and responding and creating from this place has ensured that every time I do message someone, they get my full presence, they get my full attention, and it's a much powerful co-creation in that way. I am hoping that some of my friends and business connections will listen to this as well, because it's not personal. If I'm not responding to someone within a week or even a month, it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with the message or wrong with you, but it just means that something else is absorbing my energy. I'm listening to source, I'm co-creating moment by moment what I'm meant to be co-creating with and that message is not something that I've been called to give my energy to. And as I'm sharing this, I'm hearing this voice in the back of my mind of like, are people going to judge this? This is such a different way to be, but I know that for me, it's given me so much wholeness and so much spaciousness and so much ease and peace And if this speaks to you, try it on. And if you do, please let me know how it goes because there's something just so refreshing 
and I'm curious to know how it goes for you. For me, within this lesson comes also this trust that if I'm not guided to respond to something, it's for the highest good, not just for me not to respond, but also for that person. While I'm not responsible for how they respond to me responding or not responding, I am responsible for my contribution to the world from the energetic standpoint. And when I choose my own wholeness, when I choose my commitment to source and to my guidance, I am bringing the highest contribution to the world that I can be. And I choose to trust that. Thank you so much for going on this journey with me. If you've come this far, I'm truly grateful to be sharing this space with you. And I am so excited to continue co-creating for the rest of the year. And in the next year, we have some exciting things coming. I don't know what they are yet exactly, but I can feel into them already. And that's some awesome things. If you haven't yet left a rating and a review for the show, I would so appreciate if you would take a pause and do that within the Apple Podcasts app. Have a magical day and remember to leave room for miracles. And I hope that my lessons and reflections from this year give you some space and ease and reminder to follow your own compass, your own blueprint, your own wisdom that is always there for you. If you're moved by what was shared in this episode and not sure how to take action, start by writing it down. When we notice abundance and clarity in all shapes and forms and honor it, it grows. And if you're called to share the podcast with someone who you know is ready to receive it, follow that. Find all episodes, show notes, and current offerings on XeniaBrief.com. Subscribe to Xenia Brief Podcast on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and a review, and take one deep breath into the knowing that's already within you.